Hey, welcome to the Pondo Podcast. My name is Cody, and I'm one of the co-hosts of our camp ministry conversation. Today, I get to sit down with the skippers to talk about what it's been like to lead a camp ministry in a year where you don't actually get to do a lot of camp. And whether you've been to Pondo or not, I think this is a really special conversation because it serves as a healthy reminder to trust a faithful God in unpredictable circumstances. I hope today's episode is encouraging to you, so let's dive in. What's up, guys? Welcome back to the Pondo Podcast, our uh, camp stream edition. What's up? Yeah. Yeah. Skippers, how are you guys doing? Good. 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 Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Uh, What's What's the rest of the year look like? Holiday plans, traveling. What do you guys What do you guys got going on? Yes, we are here for Thanksgiving. Okay. Um, Got some friends coming up. And then for Christmas, we're going to see our children. So that'll be fun. And you're children's children yes <laughs> although one of them is still in the womb oh, okay okay <laughs> yeah. now when is uh when is she due tiffany is due on february 6th oh okay i was thinking it was a christmas baby but yeah y'all be grandparents soon mm-hmm. how excited i mean you're technically like fur grandparents uh yeah we're fur grandparents and yeah. we're substitute grandparents okay okay uh, substitute aunt becky's and uncle dan yeah <laughs> but Wait, am I the only one here who doesn't know what fur grandparents are? You have, you have, <laughs> you have dogs, dogs, and children's have oh, dogs. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay, yeah, fur I babies, gotcha. I gotcha. fur babies. Yeah, yes, we yes. have, um, we have two of those. <laughs> yes, but yeah, our son is um, son and daughter-in-law are having a baby. We know. Have we said this on a previous podcast? What? I don't know. We'll say it again. Um, yeah, due February the 6th, uh-huh. it is a boy, Okay, and it is going to be John Daniel Skipper Jr. the third. No, yep. not Jr. the third. Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah. John Daniel Skipper, Skipper the third. The third. <laughs> JD3. Yeah. yeah. We're getting jerseys made. It's going to be great. Yes. Getting jerseys made. <laughs> yeah, the whole bit. So cool. Well, that's awesome. Well... Yeah, so exciting year for you guys. Obviously, that's huge news and family and stuff. Um, but in terms of kind of like what we're going to dive in today, uh, this has kind of been an, um, kind of a strange year for you guys and all of us technically, but especially you guys being the uh, directors of a youth camp in the midst mm. of a pandemic. Yeah. Um, and so I thought it'd be interesting to talk about, you know, specifically on this stream, how has your perspective shifted towards camp ministry in a year where you didn't get to do a lot of camp ministry? Mm. So, um, so yeah, let's just, let's just kind of dive into that question for a second. Um, you know, we did winter camp way back January through March, um, went really well, had some beautiful snow. I mean, it was an awesome, awesome season. And then I guess it was what, was it, when did we officially make the call for summer camp? Do you remember when that was? Mm, that would have been like March, right no, no, in the no. middle. No, for summer. Oh, camp. Oh, for summer camp. Yeah, yeah mm-hmm. it would have been May. Okay, it was pretty late. Mm-hmm. Yeah, pretty late in the game, but maybe early May. Mm-hmm. We we made the call to to pull the plug on 
on summer camp. Yeah. And we were like back and forth on that for what felt like forever, you know, but I think it was probably mid-March when, or early April when COVID really started to impact, you know, the day-to-day operations of Pondo. Right. Um, and so at, going back to that time, what was going through y'all's heads as directors of a camp? Like, like, what if we don't get to do camp? Like, I mean, yeah, what was going through your mind? Well, I mean, that's what we do. And so we're like, what do we do now? And so that, that was kind of a hard thing. If you're one of those check it off a list people, um, you know that you had this, this, and this coming, and you've got this and this to do to get ready. And now you're like, ah, oh, what do I do? How do I direct that energy? For sure was some of my, you know, first thoughts is, okay, maybe I can get caught up. That was the first one. Then when you get caught up, what do you do? <laughs> so. Yeah. And I think immediately your, you know, your attention turns to the idea of, of income because summer is, you know, a significant portion of our, of our annual revenue. And so knowing that that was gonna, going to dry up, we immediately went into fundraising mode and, and really appealing to people to come alongside us and help us. And so many did. Yeah. And, and we're so grateful for that. So that was, you know, it, there's so many things running through your mind and, and wondering, you know, because early on you thought, oh, it's going to be a short-term thing, maybe just summer, but then it starts bleeding into, into fall and just wondering, you know, what's, what's next. And, um, so yeah, it's, it's obviously turmoil and, and just trying to figure out, okay, what do we, what do we do to, to sustain ourselves so that we can, uh, be ready to roll when, when things open back up. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So for those of you guys that don't know, I mean, we obviously do winter camp, summer camp seasons, but you know, another source of income for Pondo is that we open up our facilities to guest groups, you know, year round. And so even the fact that we didn't get to do a lot of those due to regulations and things like that, um, what, what were you guys thinking? Cause I, you know, I mean, I remember this, we started kind of to get creative about, or what are some ways that we can, uh, still be a blessing to people. Um, and you know, there were different things that popped up over that, but maybe you guys could speak to some of those things. How do you, how do you feel like that Pondo as an organization or even just as a space mm-hmm. was still able to bless people mm-hmm. over the, the yeah. course of the pandemic? I think that at the very beginning, we started hearing from some people that had, that we knew and loved, and they loved us and the ministry, um, and they just started popping in for, you know, a week or a few days at a time, and so that really gave us time to really dive into those relationships. Um, it was, it was purely a God thing. We didn't seek to do it, but, you know, the opening up of our facility, there's nobody here being able to do that, um, just kind of was precious time to me. I felt so, um, encouraged through that and just kind of lifted up cause it was, I mean, it's hard mm-hmm. and I, and I, you know, I don't say anything that anybody else hasn't felt. I, I get that. Um, but it was, it was just a difficult time. Yeah. We've been able to house, you know, people that were 
evacuated mm-hmm. from yeah we did that fires people you know a church planner who's house had a termite infestation and so we were able to house them for a couple of weeks and so little things like that that we were able to do and then off the mountain I think the um, the Pondo worship movement being able to have the freedom to go and to be in certain environments was a was a big part of what we were able to do as well so it's been it's been a unique season but so much of it has been just organic, just, you know, allowing things to happen, allowing God to bring things our way, and then responding to those needs. For sure. And I feel like one of the um, really special aspects of this year was the space that it gave our staff to kind of dive into some things that we more than likely wouldn't have had the time or the capacity to do. Um, So maybe speak to that is like, I mean, you guys have been here well over 20 years now and multiple different staffs and seasonal staffs and things like that. Um, and you know, like that, that small window between, uh, winter camp and summer camp doesn't provide for a lot of like rest and development and things Mm -hmm. like that. I mean, you really kind of flip the script and it's like, let's, (laughs) we're now in summer camp prep, um, fall that tends to happen a lot more, but it felt like we got this breath of fresh air to dive into some things. And so as directors, like what did you guys see from that realm? So in, internally, um, what change or um, blessings did you see just over the staff? Yeah. Yeah. I think um, just the ability to, to connect and be together as a staff and to have the, the, the space and the time to do that has been a big, um, a big blessing. And then just to, to really, I think, man, how do you, how do you say it? Like dream toward the future. Yeah. Maybe in ways that we never have been able to before. Well, I, I just believe God, our staff right now, there's just something different, something special that's brewing. Um, a lot of people with lots of different gifts and talents have kind of been drawn to this place. And um, just having those very sharp, capable, you know, people around us has been a growing season for us. It's even, you know, made us reach for some things that we didn't think were possible um, and, and plan and actually have you know, kind of the capacity to start putting some of those plans in motion. And so it's a really exciting time. I think God, you know, kind of, I wondered one day if God did COVID just for us, but I know that's probably not the case. Um, But it did allow for some really uh, just good times, you know, good times to think and pray and be alone. And, but um, it also, I mean, I just think it strengthened us in a way that you know, I don't think just going through our daily life could have done so. Well, and COVID has been, we don't want to minimize that, that no, COVID no. has been so devastating to so many people, mm-hmm, yeah. organizationally, personally, mm-hmm. yeah. and, and, and we don't want to, we, no, not at we all. never want to minimize that. But at the same time, it's just carved out a space for us. Mm-hmm. And, and there's things, things that we, can't necessarily unpack 
today, but things that are coming in the future <laughs> that are just crazy. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm trying to be, um, what's the word I'm looking for? I, I'm, try, I'm trying to be vague because, again, it's things we can't necessarily um, talk specifically about. Um, but, man, it's just open doors for us yeah. that that we think are really going to going to uh, allow us to do more ministry than we've ever done mm-hmm. and then in other ways secure the the future of the ministry unlike we mm-hmm. ever dreamed could be possible. Yeah. I think I've learned a little bit in that is that you think it's a waiting time and waiting means just sitting and actually waiting is an active kind of response. You're waiting, you are you know, something's coming and you're waiting for it. And so it's just not, you know, you lay around a lollygag. It's like, okay, I'm getting ready for what's coming. I'm watching, I'm waiting, I'm praying towards that. And that, I think that was a big lesson that I learned pretty early on that waiting is actually a discipline, waiting well. Oh, yeah. So, wow. and waiting, when I think of waiting, I think of, um, I think of expectancy, mm. you know? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm trying to, I'm trying to picture, you picture yourself <laughs> as a, as a, I don't know why this is funny, but it is funny. Yeah. As a kid expecting Christmas. Oh my gosh. Yeah. It's that. It's torture. You know, that's what we're, yeah. It's yeah. It's, <laughs> it's, it's, it's you're <laughs> waiting, you're laying in your yeah. bed, you know, on Christmas Eve or whatever. Um, but there's a beautiful expectancy that comes with that. And that's kind of, kind of the, where our, our waiting has been, it's been waiting and just like it is when you're in your bed on Christmas Eve, it can be frustrating, (laughs) but there's that, that expectancy at the end. That's just so beautiful. Yeah. When you know who your Lord and Savior is, Mm -hmm then that, that changes, that makes everything worthwhile, you know, even the waiting. So, yeah. 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 We've been talking a lot about like gratitude, um, lately just within like the, the movement team and, um, in my house and, you know, when you're really grateful for something, Mm -hmm. it, it changes your perspective in moments of what feel like, um, need or, uh, um, devastation or, you know, those storms that, that come over things is like when you're really grateful for something, there's still that hope. Um, that, okay, we're going to make it through this. Like I, I've experienced the good of it in the past. I've experienced the good of it now. And I, and I expect that to, to be there uh, when we pass this. And so that's what, I mean, like what you said, Dan is perfect. There has been this beautiful expectancy to this entire year. And I'll go back to what you said, Becky is like camp is what we do. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think this year's taught us it's not who we are. Like Camp Pondo does camp really, really well, but we're not just a uh, little tiny group of people like secluded on a mountain who have people come up. Like God has gifted this team to do so much more than that. And like you said, he's brought people to the table where, I mean, good gosh, like even our chef, Rob, like if you've come to camp before, you know Rob, like he is, you know, the chef, uh, but at the same time, 
like Rob and his family got out and like basically built us a hiking trail, like, you know, over the course of uh, COVID. So the Davis family trail, you know, as it will be one day Um, and just other things like that have been so special. Um, even like Ryan, uh, you may have heard him on our camp ministry stream podcast or the campfire conversations he does with his brother. Uh, like Ryan really took it upon himself just to, just to host our team well. Um, and they would do barbecues at the house and, you know, and it's just been really special to see, I feel like people on our staff, um, find their voice apart from their day-to-day kind of title. I feel Mm -hmm. like that's something that's been really special. And I think is tough in a ministry job sometimes, because when you have this lane that you just kind of run in over and over and over, it can so easily become just a task. And I feel like this year has given space to all of us to step outside the day-to-day task and find well, I'll plug the movement here, find purpose and joy in, in doing that um, and, yeah. do, and doing it in a way that points each other, like our team to Jesus. Mm-hmm. And then hopefully the way that Pondo and our staff has responded to the pandemic would point people to Jesus and the hope of Jesus in the midst of that as well. So uh, beautiful expectancy, you know, all of this talk of hope, things like that. Uh, it brings us to kind of this weird part in the conversation where, uh, once again, as we talk about, like, we do camp. Um, yeah, we had a conversation yesterday about winter camp, and it's not happening like normal. But something is happening. Absolutely, yeah. And so, and you'll there'll be plenty of details and stuff like that if you if you're listening to this and haven't heard that yet, but. Let's let's take what we were talking about a minute ago and bring that into this perspective towards making that decision. Mm-hmm. Once again, you guys as our directors, when you think about the decision of like, hey, we're not going to do winter camp as typical, but something is happening. Mm-hmm. Yeah, what are your hearts there? How do you, mm-hmm. how do you feel? Like, what's the? I mean, what, when's the last time that you didn't do winter camp the way that we do winter camp? Ever since Ever. it started, yeah. Yeah. yeah, before it started, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, yeah. So, I mean, how's that? How's that make you guys feel? Yeah. What are your thoughts there? I, I mean, for me, I mean, it's a, a sad thing, and for us, a little bit. There was a little bit of a grieving process, but I think all in all, we really wanted to honor our kids that come, the students and the youth pastors that bring them. We wanted to honor them and their safety. Um, and, you know, kind of honor some of the, some of the fear that's going around, kind of honor that in a way that says, yeah, we hear you, but we still, you know, we still want to do something for you. Um, we still want to share, we still want to minister to you, um, even in that. And so we, you know, we kind of racked our brains on different ways to do that, still honor what's going on and understand what people are going through while we still serve in some way. And we, we were, I think some of us were getting a little, um, itchy or whatever, you know, to do something for people. And we've been doing that all along, but it's just such a regular rhythm with us where we have people coming in and we're ministering and really seeing God move that this season has been, um, you know, it's hard in some ways. And so do both. (laughs) Yeah. It's interesting because we, we had several you know, consecutive meetings with kind of key staff trying to figure out, 
what, you know, first of all, are we going to do winter camp? And, and, and I think even early on as, as Becky and I were processing that while I'm brushing my teeth and she's putting on her makeup and, (laughs) you know, it's where a lot of our conversations happen and in the car as well. Um, but as we were processing it, I think you, babe, had the the initial idea of what if we just did a a a, a Saturday only mm-hmm. kind of a kind of a deal, and and at first, because because I need to like process information, I guess, just the way my my brain works. So initially. Um, I thought that's the dumbest thing I've ever heard. <laughs> and I think he actually said that. He didn't just think it. <laughs> and and then we I mean we just moved on and we had other meetings with staff and then that idea came up again. But it wasn't you. I think maybe it was Ryan who who initially had that day that that idea of a you know kind of a one day kind of a a, a Saturday, all day, yeah. all day well, Saturday. Well, we had heard that from a couple different places, actually. Yeah. And Ryan brought it back up again. And, yeah, I mean, in, I mean, if you're looking at a winter camp ske- schedule, they get here Friday after evening, pretty much, and then they go home Sunday morning, and we're like, can we do the bulk of a winter camp weekend? Mm-hmm. We do that on a Saturday anyway, to some degree. Yeah. So... Yeah, so so we are officially saying yes. We are going to have um, three Pondo one days, yeah. Pondo yeah. winter camp one days, yeah. and um, and that takes some of the confusion about COVID out of the process. They're not sleeping here; yeah. um, they're outdoors a lot of the day, and so that gives you know gives you know kind of walks the line. I think of trying to be safe and all that, but still providing something for kids to do. And when you hear some of the statistics going out, you know, about, you know, what kids are going through right now, Mm -hmm. you know, it it makes our heart break. And um, so we were like, we've got to do something. What can we do? And we can't solve that problem. A Pondo winter camp one day is not going to solve that problem, but we think we can kick a dent in that and and make a difference. At least plant a seed. Yeah. So, so that's going to be, the kind of the alternative that we're offering, um, Pondo Winter Camp one day and yeah. and um, get here at eight thirty in the morning on on Saturday and probably leave about nine o'clock that evening yeah. on on Saturday. So it's a just a full day of of worship. We'll have a couple of different worship opportunities. And um, a ton of fun. Yeah, ton of fun. Of fun. <laughs> Hopefully yeah. snow. Yeah. Hopefully snow. Yep. Lunch, dinner. You know. It's gonna be good. A, a winter camp experience, kind of mm. compacted into into one day. And yeah. So we're excited about it. Mm. Yeah, for sure. And the lesson I think I've learned in over the last week of us processing this information and finally coming to that decision is. If you're a youth pastor or a youth leader or someone who just serves in a, in a nonprofit setting who's listening to this, um, you've been given a, a group of people or a, um, a cause to steward well. And 
I've been so proud of our team thinking about the idea that like it, it, it could have just been a decision to, Hey, we're just not having winter camp. But I think to really probably even some selfish reasons of like, we just miss having kids and people up here, you know, um, like wanting to serve and wanting to do what we love to do. We went after trying to be creative to find ways to serve and steward well this opportunity that God has given us. And uh, I think that's what people need right now. Yeah. I think I think people need to be fought for. Um, the the one of the percentages or statistics that um, Becky was referencing is you know like one in two kids are dealing with a lot of uh, like emotional and f- like physical trauma right now due to isolation and um, being kept from the things that were life-giving for them and, you know, would, would get them out of probably some situations and circumstances that weren't life-giving. Um, and we, we feel that like here at Pondo, we feel the opportunity and responsibility to be a safe and unique space for people, um, to encounter Jesus. And so we, we want to be that. And I, Dan, I'll, we'll wrap it up like this, but, um, I know you've got one more thing to share. Um, but, uh, you said, I mean, like, honestly, like 2020 gave us space to dream and potentially come up with ways to do ministry like we've never thought about before. And I think for a camp who does winter camp, summer camp, guest groups, like we're like 2021 is going to be a, a new and exciting year mm-hmm. um, for us. And so you, you mentioned this idea that um, there's some stuff behind the scenes. Is there anything else you want to you want to hint at or can hint at? Well, I, I'll just say this for now. And we're gonna over the next, you know, I don't know if I say weeks, but weeks and months to come, we're mm-hmm. gonna start rolling out what the Lord's been doing behind the scenes mm-hmm. over these last um, few months. And again, we we obviously. God could have orchestrated this in any way that he chose. Yeah. But from our just our human eyes, our human perspective, it happened because of COVID. Yeah. I mean, certain people came up here because of COVID, not for any other reason. That was the only reason they were able to come. Hmm. And and it just sparked. Sparked a conversation. <laughs> yeah that um that really that really comes beside something that we've been dreaming about mm. and and praying about and hoping for for a really long time and and all of this is beginning to be put into motion just a mm. just an amazing group of people that have come alongside us come around us yep. and are saying Hey, we want to help, and yep. here's what we think we can do, and mm. and uh, so yeah. we're excited about the future uh, more than we ever have been, and, yeah. and uh, looking That's forward cool. to it. That's cool. Well, awesome. Well, sweet. Well, thanks for chatting with me. Um, to you who are listening, thanks for um, checking out the Pondo Podcast, and we'll see you next time. Peace. <laughs> yeah, so I really hope that today's conversation was life-giving for you. And I loved what Dan said, like a kid on Christmas morning, we eagerly await what's next for Camp Hondo. It's been a crazy year for so many people, but God has proven himself time and time again to be faithful, and we're going to rest in that. So hey, thanks for checking out the Pondo Podcast. Uh, We would love for you to leave us a review, 
Tell us what you think about the show, and we'll see you next time on the Pondo Podcast.